0: Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 12. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father of the son in whom he delights this is the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god joined by the great the beloved the u.s army veteran true the man in a fine looking brooks brothers polo (laughs) the con man greg conley (laughs) and uh man greg and i were fueled up on some good lunch and Mm. we are we are ready to jump into the proverbs uh and specifically one of my favorite stretches probably my favorite stretch in the entire book of proverbs obviously 5 through 6 of today's passage trust the lord with all your heart don't lean on your understanding and so forth is you know kind of up in the upper echelons of popularity in scripture mm-hmm. oh, yeah. right next to philippians 4:13 and jeremiah 29:11 um lots of hobby lobby has made a lot of money off of <laughs> th- these verses <laughs> and uh but rightfully so because it really is you know words that if you actually live by uh, your life will be changed day by day for the better and what's even better about those two verses is the whole context of proverbs 3 if you just look at take all of this in together as we are doing um it just gets better Mm -hmm. it's so good like every little piece of this puzzle today about steadfast love and faithfulness about favor and success and trust and wealth. Um, it's kind of like the, the big things of life, you know, like Mm -hmm. who doesn't think about success every day, you know, and some form of success that we're aspiring to who doesn't think about wealth or money every day. I was working on my taxes this morning. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's fresh on my mind and, you know, health, uh, just all these sort of you know even like good morals good conduct so Greg there's there's no shortage of things to jump into but as as you read this um, what what jumps out to you what do you see in this passage today
0: Well, oh, man like you said this is I mean each sentence is sort of its own yeah. self-contained universe yeah. of wisdom yeah for uh, that do it in big chunks is hard I mean I think a a couple things stand out I mean I think verse 3 like when I read this you know the to kind of prepare like the statement that um to bind steadfast love and faithfulness around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart um so you will find favor and good success in the sight of god and man i thought was like for whatever reason really stuck out to me um mm. in in that it says you know i think if i if, if in a christian context you, you talked about steadfast love and faithfulness we would think about god's steadfast love and faithfulness towards us. Yeah. But what he says here is bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. In that steadfast love and faithfulness, certainly, God is faithful to us and he has steadfast love towards us. Mm-hmm. But that is not just something that we receive from God, but is also something that we should try to emulate, Amen. right?
1: Amen. Um
0: and that steadfast love and faithfulness in human context, right? If you think about you think about um I think about a guy I went to high school with who he was a good friend of mine and he went to prison for selling drugs hmm. and everybody like he was a real popular guy. Everybody really liked him. Yeah. Right. He was a real cool dude. And uh, then he yeah. went to prison yeah. and like no one ever visited him again because like he was in prison. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was no steadfast love or faithfulness by on the part of his friends. Hmm. And I think about if we as Christians and just we as people operated with faithfulness towards one another, we were with people, in their worst moments, not just their best moments, right? Um, if that we showed love for them, steadfast love, love that endured, not just love because, you know, they they happen to be convenient people for you to see or they happen to fit into your social circle or, you know, whatever reasons, but steadfast love that you're with people through their ups and downs in life. Mm-hmm. And it says that favor and good success, you, you'll you find favor and good success in, in the sight of God. And man, it makes me kind of parallels what Jesus tells us about, you know, um, uh, I was reading in uh, Matthew 10 this morning, you know, Jesus is talking about even if you give a cup of water to one of these little ones, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. you will receive your reward. Like it parallels Jesus talking about the way we should um, regard other people that mm-hmm. if you do this for the least of these, you've done it for me. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, that really stuck out to me. I thought, man, like, yeah, you know, maybe I should think a little bit more about binding faithfulness and steadfast love around my neck. Um, mm-hmm. I think that really, that, and, and I think the second thing that stuck out to me, um, was be not wise in your own eyes. Mm. Um, fear the See? Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Like how often do I in my own, it, like you, everyone's wise in their own eyes, right? It's like mm-hmm. I'm a pretty clever guy. Like yeah, I yeah. got this figured out. Right. Yeah. And realizing that, um, that the fear of the Lord makes you not as wise in your own eyes. Yeah. You know, is sort of the implication. Um, and so I I think like um the the refocusing on others, the focusing on binding steadfast love and faithfulness to God and to other people. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, to um to fear the Lord and lessen your own regard for yourself and your own guard for your own wisdom, um, is is a healing to my flesh and refreshment to my bones. I think were the two things that really, really stuck out to me.
1: Mm, yeah. You know, I love paul he and we talk about this a lot at christ covenant which i love but this whole idea that the wisdom of god is foolishness to men Mm -hmm. yeah and the wisdom of men is foolishness to god and i think that be not wise in your own eyes it really taps into that because i think where we can wrongly misunderstand uh biblical wisdom or like growing wise as a christian is it's like using God to grow in the wisdom of men Mm -hmm. and so you are like you like are considering yourself more and more wise but the upside down economy of God's kingdom also applies to wisdom where the less wise you consider yourself and sort of the less merit that you hang on your own cleverness is actually the more wise you are right and um, it's, it's a lot to think about and meditate on, but it's, it's really, really good because I mean, I, that's actually that phrase, be not wise in your own eyes is one of my favorite diagnostics for myself in my own walk with God. Um, because I spend a lot of my life, you know, just like a little chip on my shoulder of like, I'm a, I'm a clever guy. Mm. I'm you know, I have pretty good insight is like sort of my internal monologue a lot of the times. And then when I think and read and meditate on that, be not wise in your own eyes and just ask yourself, am I wise in my own eyes? Mm-hmm. A lot of times the answer, usually the answer is yes. And okay, I need, what do I need to do? I need to fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that. And then you also, dude, look at how in sync we are. You <laughs> You also hit on one of my favorite moments of this passage, which is, That let not step past love and faithfulness forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And I used to like avoid that part of you know, because success like that felt almost like prosperity-ish to me. Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of confused. And so I wouldn't really know what to make of that. But lately, as I've been studying this in preparation for ODR that's actually become one of the most fascinating parts of this passage, because this is actually defining what true success is Mm -hmm. in life. What's good success. And, you know, Dees has preached on that recently from the pulpit, but this idea of, we are all chasing success in some way, you know, for the artists in our church, it's like gaining notoriety and traction in their industry. Uh, for you know businessmen and executives you know it's climbing the corporate ladder it's making good investments it's building a great business it's getting promoted you know all those Mm -hmm. sorts of things for a lot of our women it's the same it's you know building a great career uh you know kind of reversing the narrative and being like a strong businesswoman. for some women it's like being the best homemaker ever the list goes on and on but we're all chasing success in some way and the thing is is that once we make that thing ultimate, uh we begin to forsake other people mm-hmm. so that we can use them like stepping stones to get to where we want mm-hmm. uh you know we begin to act out of rivalry we become competitive, we become the opposite of loving and faithful, mm-hmm. and you know this is this is like the the antidote this is the the uh medicine that God offers is steadfast love and faithfulness is a successful life and it it makes me think of one of my favorite movies of all time it's a wonderful life oh yeah um you know i i literally cry every time i watch it and at the end you know george bailey gets this book um it's a copy of tom sawyer from from his guardian angel Clarence. clarence and there's a note in the front it says george remember no man is a failure who has friends And it's as, like, his community is rallying around him. It's just, like, this really powerful moment. And I always cry at that point in the movie, always. Because I spend so much life, like, stressed out over success Mm -hmm. and over, like, my false narratives of success. And it's such a breath of fresh air reset to remember, like, you know, the greatest success that God has put in front of us is to love him and to love other people faithfully and then to like reap the harvest of that which is you know god loves us you know beyond how we love him and is faithful to us beyond how we are faithful to him and then other people you know we like get to enjoy those relationships Mm -hmm. and i just think that that is so rich um i could go on but i don't i don't need to but what else you know do you see kind of going on. I, I think this like idea of honoring the Lord with your wealth and mm-hmm. the reciprocal nature of that is interesting. Do you have any thoughts on on that passage?
0: I mean I think that's I mean <clears throat> this is a, a probably a passage but you know um that can can be, you know you kind of mentioned the prosperity thing earlier. It can be kind of misused, you know? Yeah. People are like, oh if I honor the if I honor the Lord with my wealth, my barn will be filled with plenty. Um but that's not really what it's you know the the it doesn't really operate as a the if then kind of thing. If you do this um that then you'll receive these these other things. I think it's more about um, that you need to honor the Lord with your wealth, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like, and, and the, the results of such are not really important, right? Because I mean, and we talk about this in church, I think really regularly, like it's not yours, right? Mm-hmm. It's what God provided to you. And I think that um, honestly, like this is continually, I think a, a hard thing for people People who have wealth have a lot harder time with passages like this than people who don't. Um, and I think that um, you know, honoring the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce, um, you know, kind of means like honor the Lord with you the first fruits of everything in your life, not just that's not just the money thing, right? So I think about this, you know, most of us do not have produce. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't we don't produce, we don't farm anymore. Yeah. Um Speak for but, yourself. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I think like we all, you know, we all would say, look, the Bible clearly teaches you need to tithe, mm-hmm. and so you know you need to be giving, you know, ten percent of your of your of your uh, of your money to the church to the Lord. Um, but I mean, like, what about your time? What about your attention? What about all the other things in your life? Like, do you do you dedicate those to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, do you honor him with your with mm-hmm. him, do you even think about it that way? Do you, you know, J- Jason has talked it previously about. And I know we talked about this a lot at churches. You're being discipled all the time, right? No matter no matter whether you're in church, something's discipling you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the news, whether it's movies, whatever. Do you honor the Lord um, with your time? Mm-hmm. Do you honor Him with your thoughts? Are you dedicating your time mm-hmm. to to um, to to His name, to His kingdom, to what He's doing in the world? Or are you sort of like, hey, I write a check on Sunday and mm-hmm. I pass it off? this is like this is not a a a bar to clear it's not like this is the floor right like if you're doing this much you've made it right but it's more like are you honoring the lord with your wealth in all respects are you honoring the lord with all of your life right and if you do that right um then you're going to feel like you have plenty and everything's mm-hmm. bursting with wine because because the lord is with you right yeah. if you're honoring him in that way and so i think like yeah it can easily be misused but i to me it was just convicting to like Am I setting aside all portions of my life, the first of which, and the best of which, I'm giving to God?
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, it, it brought to mind another "It's a Wonderful Life" inscription, uh, which is you know on the wall of uh, George Bailey's office. There's a sign under a photo of his dad, which says, "I think this is like one of the most profound things." I sound like such a nerd today, but what's the name? It's a great movie, man. Um, It's this this plaque that says, All you can take with you is that which you've given away. And I think that that is just ridiculously profound. It's almost frustrating that that's like in a movie. Like, (laughs) it's like so, and it's like, it's just kind of like in the background of a shot. But all you can take with you is Mm. that which you've given away, which is similar uh, in ethos to, you know, John Piper kind of popularized this phrase that was on a, I think it was like on a plaque in his mom's kitchen which said only one life will soon be passed only what's done for christ will last Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of like a more hemi like religious sounding version of the same sentiment which is you know the things that we store up for ourselves uh we lose and we leave and Mm -hmm. we have no control over and you know there are so many instances in the bible where it kind of talks somewhat ironically and sarcastically about the cyclical nature of wealth in that way mm-hmm. that people store something up and they build these crazy barns and then they die and it's left for someone who doesn't care about it. Right. To manage, You know, and I just love, like, this is all, you know, through this lens of a father to a son, this is all like, this is the best life you will possibly have mm-hmm. is a life where you you don't think you're super clever. You're not super attached to your wealth and the things that you have and you're not treating others as stepping stones but where you have because you've encountered the love of God and the faithfulness of God and you fear God, you have bound steadfast love and faithfulness to yourself you trust God, you honor God with everything that you have and then even when the Lord reproves you, you understand it as loving correction. Mm-hmm and you know i mean I, i've talked about it a couple times now but as jen and i are expecting you know our first son uh our first child and you know a little baby boy like this resonates with me so much because i'm like i don't care what he does for a living you know like yeah. i don't care if someone was like he's gonna be an investment banker or like he's gonna be a musician like you or whatever like i don't care but if someone's like yeah, he's going to end up being really manipulative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, Dang. That sucks. Not great. Not ideal. Yeah. And so, you know, when we view it through that lens, it's like, this really is the way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going long, so we probably need to land the plane. But uh, great, great words, great wisdom from scripture, great wisdom from the great Greg Conley, and more foolish rantings from myself. <laughs> so, for the great Greg Conley, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.